0: The Bible says in John chapter number 10, and uh, he says in verse number nine, he said, I am the door. He said, by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out, and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Let us have a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you, God, for the privilege it is to bow before you, Lord, this morning. I'm very conscious and aware of how fearfully and wonderfully, God, that we really are made. I thank you, God, today for a voice. and Thank you, God, for the privilege it is, Lord, to be able to preach, Lord, today, With thy help, God, I fully trust you today. Lord, many times, God, we've stood trusting, dear God, in some unseen factor that we feel that we have. Dear God, we realize today that, God, that, Lord, we, Lord, our confidence is in thee. And without you, Lord, we can do nothing. And I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you'd strengthen us today to proclaim thy word. Pray, God, your hand be upon our voice and touch us physically God, that we would deliver, Lord, the sacred word of God through the realms of preaching. Lord, that you'd deal with that soul that's near his tail. God, you'd be at that one here today that, Lord, just needs help from you. God, you'd meet the need of every heart. May Christ receive the preeminence. Help us now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing in reverence to the reading of the King James Authorized Bible. Amen. Now you help me out a little bit today, Amen, yes. Amen, Amen. Don't die on me now, That's, Amen. I just show how much you appreciate me trying to preach, and I ain't supposed to be preaching, but I feel like what the Lord wants me to, and He knows more than I do, or the doctors do, Amen. amen. And I'm not being, I'm not being superficial on that. I'm, I'm humbly saying that, Amen. And uh, so I want to look at this this morning. To me, that puts more emphasis upon the message today, knowing that we're trying to do it. In spite of it all, amen. But I want to look at this today and try to bring out a thought. I feel like the Lord's put it upon my heart. And I want to take our text out of verse number 10. And the Bible says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And Jesus said, I am come that they might have life <clears throat> and they might have it more abundantly, amen. The Lord come that you and I could have life, but have life more abundantly, amen. Now a person saved, uh, God wants them to have an abundant life, amen. And I believe that with all my heart. Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says, now to him that is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, Amen. Now, God can work above and beyond what we think in our lives. I want to look at this and just preach on this thought today where he says, he said, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. As I think about that, my mind is reminded of another scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse number 13. The Bible said, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose ends shall be according to their works. So the Bible clearly teaches us that Satan has deceitful workers that transform themselves into the apostles of Christ. And God said, no marvel at that because even Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Now looking at John chapter number 10 in its context, we find that God is talking about the true shepherd and he's talking about in verse number 12, he classifies them as those that are hirelings. Verse number 12 said, but he that is in hireling and not the shepherd who's on the sheep or not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth his sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is in hireling and he careth not for the sheep, amen. You can tell the difference between a true shepherd and a hireling shepherd in the fact of how much they care about the sheep, amen. Amen. Now a hireling does not care, amen, about anything but himself, and he cares about promoting himself. With that thought in mind, God is trying to draw a parallel here between those that are true ministers, or if you could say, and those that are hirelings, or you're talking about those, talking about the true shepherd, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's also talking about those that may work for the devil, and the ultimatum is, if you draw the parallel down is, is you got the, how God takes care of sheep and how a hireling or the Satan so deceptive yet he deceives the sheep, he deceives and he comes in to play the part of a shepherd. You see what I'm saying about this? Now that is amazing that the devil is so deceptive that he can play the part to be a shepherd in which he is not and he knows nothing about what a shepherd is. And I thought about that. But the Bible talks about in this verse, in the the first part of the verse, the Bible said the thief cometh, which is classified as the deceiver, as the devil. And the Bible says the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So in this verse, you find two contrasts. You find one with God and you find one with the devil. And you see how, what the devil does for some people and then you see what God does for some people, amen. Now, as I, as I think about this, uh, there are some things that we need to understand as God's people. And I trust you'll listen to us this morning and I've got a burden on my heart about this, but I want to preach on this thought in, the, in the talking about what uh, the thief does, and I want to preach on this thought on it costs me more than I thought. It costs me more than I thought. As I look at this passage of Scripture, the Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. The difference in the devil and the thief and Jesus and the shepherd is the fact that the devil and the thief is always a taken and God is always a given. May I say to you today that we live in a society that does not understand this simple biblical principle Uh, that there is a difference in the thief and a difference in a triumphant savior. The devil always wants to take everything from us but God always wants to give us. Now as I watch this, the Bible teaches us that a thief, so I begin to study these words and I love, y'all know me and I believe it's one of the greatest means of studying your Bibles just to break it down and study the words and you feel like it's shallow but when you begin to study the words and and God so correlated the words of this King James Bible together to, to pronounce such a profound meaning to you and I that are saved and to those that are lost. But the first one is, he said that the thief cometh, amen. So I begin to study what is a thief? What does that mean to us? Well, that's just somebody comes to steal and we, and we have a shallow mentality of what a thief is. But a thief is one who takes the goods and and personal property of another secretly. With the thought that I have in mind today, it cost me more than I thought. Have you ever had somebody to steal something from you and you find that they they have stole something and you find that object? And the first thing that goes into your mind that I'm gonna look around and see if they've stole something else from me. And you begin to look around and you begin to observe your house, your belongings, and a little to your surprise that you realize that he stole more than you thought that he first had. And may I say to you, there's a lot of people that live in this life wanna live it up and live for the devil. And they say, "Well, the devil stole a little bit, but if they'll look around, the devils took a whole lot more than they thought he had took." Amen. It'll cost you more than you thought it would. Have you ever done that? Have you ever built something or endeavored to get into something? And as you got into it, you had it filled in your mind that it's going to cost you, say, $150, something like that. And by the time you got done, it cost you three times that. And your mind is boggled. You said, I didn't think it would cost me that much, amen. Or you go to the doctor and you feel like, well, I mean, they're going to do this little procedure. It shouldn't cost much. But you're surprised it costs you more than you thought. May I say to you, that's the way sin is. That's the way the devil is, amen. He always costs you more than you think he's gonna cost you. May I say to you, to the thief, he always takes goods and personal property of another secretly. The devil's not gonna come up to you and say that if you'll serve me, I'm gonna take this and this and this, and you weigh it out and say, okay, devil, you go ahead and be the thief of my life and take this. The devil tells you that he's not gonna take nothing. The devil tells you that he's gonna give you everything. That God, amen, just like he did to Eve, he's gonna say that God has given you a bum deal. You could have everything if you'd serve me. You could eat of all the trees if you'd serve me. But little did it realize when Eve eat of that forbidden fruit, little did she realize that it cost her more than she thought. Little did David think when he was sinning with Bathsheba, Amen, he thought that that's what he needed. He didn't think it would cost him much. Little did he realize that it cost him more than he thought. Amen. Amen, little did it realize. Amen, little did Jacob realize that it cost him more than he thought. Little did they realize that it always costs you more than you think it's gonna cost. Amen, with that, amen, do you understand that a thief is someone that always works without the knowledge of others? A thief is not going to let you know what he wants to take. There's never been a marriage that the devil come up to and said, hey, I'm gonna take your marriage. There's never been a child that the devil's come to the parents and said, hey, I'm gonna take your children. There's never been a a home, there's never been a church that the devil has publicized and said, hey, I'm gonna take this from you. Are you willing to serve me and pay the price that I'm gonna require of you? No, he never does that. What it is, he deceives people to believe him that if he'll serve him, that they'll be better on the other side. But the devil's like these crazy credit cards, amen. They say you've got zero interest for the first month and then it's 29.95% the rest of your life, amen. They do not tell you what it's going to cost you. The devil did not tell me when I was a young man that if I got out and sinned and did what I did, that what it was gonna cost me, how it was gonna affect me in this area of life, how it was gonna affect me down the road. He didn't tell me that. He's a sorry businessman. He is not fair in his transactions. So I'm telling you today that it's gonna cost you more than you think it is. Amen, amen. Ever, amen. Anybody, amen, that gets into adultery, they think, well, it's just a one-night fling. You don't realize this, what it's gonna cost you. The Bible says that the reproach shall never, ever, 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 ever leave your house, amen. May I say to you this, sin, amen, costs you. Amen, amen, the, amen. the word thief, Strong says that the word thief is an embezzler. Have you ever heard of somebody embezzling money? When they embezzle something, it's one who wrongfully uses what was entrusted to his care and management. Amen. May I say to you that sometimes we, amen, we'll take our lives and people entrust their lives in the hands of the devil and he will embezzle everything that they have and leave them standing with absolutely nothing. That's what Strong says the word thief is. He's an embezzler. He promises you everything, but it costs you everything. You do not live at what he pays, amen. You live and he lives at what you pay, amen. Do you realize the devil lives off what we pay him? Somebody say amen right there. An embezzler. That means false teachers. That's why it bothers me when people flock to anybody and everybody just because they got a charismatic personality. I'd rather have a man that has a dull personality but knows God and preaches with power and authority than I had some charismatic, amen, smiley-faced man, amen. An embezzler. The word strong says also the word thief means a plunderer. You don't hear that word much in our day and hour. A plunderer is one who strips the goods of another by fraud. Amen. He is a very fraudulent in the way he deals. Amen. Amen. He's like these TV deals. They tell you to do this, and they'll get you here. It's like these scams that they have on, uh, amen, on phones and different things that call you. Do this. It's a scam. He's fraudulent. It means deception by which that, excuse me, deception by which the right of another is injured to obtain advantage, amen. Do you know why the devil is a thief? Because he does deception, amen, by which the right of another, through deception he takes the rights that you have and uses and obtains them to his advantage, The reason the devil wants to destroy a home is so he can get the credit for it, amen. So God the devil would take what is yours, what God has given you through his miraculous ways and the devil wants to obtain that so it will bring glory and honor to his name, amen. It'll cost you more than you think it will, amen. May I say to you that the devil has a strategy, What is his strategy where the first thing is? Is the Bible says, and the thief cometh, amen. The thief cometh. Now the devil is not omnipresent. The devil's not everywhere, it's all at the same time. But the devil does come and the devil does work, amen. The word cometh means to make one's appearance or to come into being. It means to be established or to become known. Now, may I say to you that sometimes we can be smoothing through sea and sailing through smooth waters. Then all of a sudden, here comes the devil, amen. amen. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. And the problem is sometimes amen. Amen is that we do not understand how to appropriately Amen, combat the devil and we give in to his ways, amen, 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 to make one's appearance or to come into being. Now understand this, if the devil, amen, how do we know there's a devil? You know there's a devil when you see what he's done. Can anybody in here see wind? You don't know there's wind until you see the evidence of it. Amen. Why do we know we're living in demonic days? Because we see it out in public. We see it on the shelves. We see it on TV. You see it in our children. You see it in our homes. This black, gothic, satanic, wicked, amen, look that is coming into our society How do you know there's a devil? Because you see his evidence of everywhere that he's came and he's left his mark. How do you know there's a God? Because God's left his mark, amen. He's left churches through these mountains. He's left preachers through these mountains. He's left Christians through these mountains, amen. He's left heritage through these mountains. That's how we know there's a God because he's left his footprint everywhere we go. But in our day and hour, the devil's leaving more prince than it seems that God is. Is that not true? Amen. It means to come into being. So how did we know there was a devil? How did we know he had power? In the gardening, we found out that he had power because he come into being by what he did to Eve. How do we know the devil attacks the church when he comes into being, when we see The fight, when we see the scars, when we see the mars, when we see the broken homes and the broken children and church members that are disappearing. How do we know there's a devil? When you see people start backing up, quitting on God, quit being faithful, quit being fervent, quit praying, quit supporting the work of God, and the devil's leaving his footprint. He's using them to make his appearance. Our lives are the stage. Our eyes are the, pla- I mean, our lives are the platform where the devil, he leaves his mark to let this world know that I still have power. How can you, I, let this world know there's a God by letting him have his way in our life? People want to continue to live in sin. They're just letting this world know that the devil is leaving his mark. That's why I want to live for God. To let God make an appearance on the platform and the stage of my life. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm having to watch where I'm going. Amen. I want to drop the plow and let it rip. Amen. I'm giving you something very valuable today. It means to be established or to become known. Do you know how people get to know the devil? I don't think Eve ever realized he really was the devil until she realized what she lost and what it cost her. It's been a good men and women didn't realize what kind of home they had. When I say home, I'm talking about marriage and children until they lost it and realized what the devil had done. I say this again because it's been brewing on my mind. I want you to listen to this preacher. How valuable are words. People just don't want to listen to the man of God anymore. His strategy, he cometh. So what, do, so what he does in someone's life is to make himself known. Brother Jim, have you ever thought of that man of the reason he did what he did to Eve in the garden? Because God made this earth, put Adam and Eve in the garden, gave them everything, they were complete. God had everything they needed. But the devil had no say so. The devil had not left his mark. The devil had never marred, he had never left anything in the garden to say that he had been there. So what he did, Brother Jerry, is he deceived Eve. She fell into sin, and the devil went off a laughing. I've left my mark in their life. You say, what it cost them? You me tell you how de- detrimental sin is. Adam and Eve eat of a forbidden fruit, and it left its mark upon the whole human race. Every man born on this earth, amen, it cost Eve, it cost us all because of what Eve did. Do you know why well, some are gray headed and some are getting gray headed? You may tell you why we're old, why we're getting wrinkled. You may tell you why? It's because of S I N from our mother Eve when she sinned in the garden. She thought she was going to get to eat us some forbidden fruit, she thought she was going to pay a little price but it cost her more than she ever thought it would. May I say to you, so the devil is known by what he is doing in a person's life, amen. Amen, amen, when when the devil puts his footprint there, you can know what he's doing by what he's doing in somebody's life. How would you know the devil's doing what, how would you know we're living in perilous times? Because we see what he's doing. It's not a fictitious thing that he goes out in the woods and starts. He does it in the lives of people, amen. How do you know the devil's fighting? Because I see the carnality. Because I see the coldness. Because I see what's happening to our churches. And people are sitting around just saying, here I am. Devil beat me. Use me. Use me as a platform. Use me as a stage. There's no fight. There's no vigor. There's no vitality. There's no energy in people anymore to stand up for what's right, amen. Amen. Yeah, the devil beats you over the head once you stay at the house and we'll give in to it, make up all kinds of excuses why we got to stay there. But a spiritual person really, I ain't giving the devil nothing. I ain't giving an inch. If you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. If you give him a mile, take three miles. He never stops. It's going to cost you more if you give in to him. So don't ever give in to him. Now, I've used this before, but I never forget when I first got saved going to Bible college. I just didn't feel like going one night. I just discouraged and never step, forget. Brother Steve Ellis tell me, he said, if you ever quit once, if you ever not go one time, it'll be a whole lot easier the next time. And if you ever give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. If you lay out the first time, it'll be easier the next time. And people make excuses, amen, for it. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm not tiptoeing through the tulips anymore, amen. This half-hearted, half-waste stuff is not going to cut it. Amen. So the devil is known by what he's doing in a person's life. The Bible said he cometh. What does he come to do? Three things real quickly today that he desires to do. Does he desire to help? Does he desire to make better? Does he desire to build up? He desires three things, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Right. Amen. Do You know what the devil wants to do to your marriage and your home? He wants to kill it. He wants to steal it. Amen. And he wants to destroy it. You know what he wants to do to you? Kill, steal, and destroy. You know what he wants to do? You know why people are hanging off of bar stools today? Because a thief wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You know why homes are broken today? Kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. Do you know why sin's so prevalent? Why sin's so easy to obtain? because the devil knows if he can put it out there, it'll kill, steal, and destroy. We should counteract that by getting the gospel out there, letting our light shine before men, letting them see we're Christians, being faithful to the house of God, that people see that it ain't always like that. God can salvage a person's life, put their homes back, their marriages back, their children back. He is a God that puts things back together that the devil has destroyed. I hate him. You say ain't right. We well, sure ain't right to love him. Boy, I'd love to just let her rip. Y'all just pretend I am. He comes to steal. Well, let's define that word. Oh, yeah, we all know all about what that word means, but really, let's define it. The word "still" means to take away by stealth. He wants to take away from us without us ever knowing that he's taking it away. Have you ever had something taken away from you that you didn't even realize you would lost for a long period of time because of stealthness? May I say to you, that's the way the devil is. He don't want you to realize you're losing your marriage till you've done lost it. He don't want you, and this is in our, Brother Trivi, this is something very powerful in our damn hour. Parents are so blind. Oh, that's my little Johnny. He would never go south. He don't want us to realize we're losing our children till we've done lost them. He don't want us to realize we're losing old time religion. Till we've done lost it. He don't want us to realize we're losing the touch of God around the church until we've done lost it. He don't want us to realize we're losing the power of God until we've done lost it. He don't want you to realize you're getting away from God by not praying, by not reading your Bible, by not living holy. He don't want you to realize you're getting away from God till you've done away from God. Stealth. Noah Webster said the word steal means to take away without consent. To take away by gradual means. There's never been a thief that has asked for consent to take what he takes. Now listen to me today. The devil is a thief. He's not gonna ask if he can have old time religion. He's gonna take it. In your right mind, would anybody sit around, let a thief come into your house and take what you've worked your whole life to get? Would you? Somebody help me now, a little more energy. I remember a while back, they passed some laws in different areas that said if a thief comes into your house, you're to leave your house and just let them have what they want and the police will come. Let me tell you something, I believe in the castle law if they step in my house without my permission, they forf- forfeit ever God-given right they have. And they're going to answer to Smith and Wesson. They're going to answer to Ruger, amen. Brother Ruger and sister Smith and Wesson. You look at this preacher. Bless God Almighty, I ain't a kidding. If there is a thief in your house, Would you not do something to keep him from stealing your belongings? What if he had slipped into your bedrooms to try to steal your children away? Would you risk your life to keep him from taking what is rightfully yours that you did not give him consent to take? Why in the name of God Amen. Here's what most people do. The thief could be in the back bedroom stealing their children, taking their wife, taking their belongings, taking everything they had, and we got such a lazy, wimpy generation. They'd sit there in front of their TV. They'd sit there in front of their internet. They'd play games and play their Nintendo. Then they had to have some God and gumption and get up and do something about what's being robbed and took from us. Amen. Amen. I want my voice back because I want to cry loud and spare not because the devil's walking about stealing this, stealing that, and everybody says, my boy, took this, he took that. He's got this one, he's got that. My God, why don't somebody step up and do something about it? We're tired of people sitting around saying, look what he's doing, look what he's taking. Do something about it. He's destroying my marriage. Do something about it. He's taking my children. Do something about it. He's taking my family. He's taking my siblings. Do something about it. Amen. It's your home. Amen. They're your children. Amen. This is the church that God's give us. Let's do something about it, Emmanuel. Amen. He didn't ask my permission. Even if he did, he's not going to get it. To take away by gradual means. The devil's never going to come in here and remove everybody on one Sunday. He's going to do it by gradual means. He's going to work on this and get them cold and indifferent. Then when they get cold and indifferent, they're going to affect somebody else in the church and they're going to get them cold and indifferent Then you start having this buddy system because they've got this vibrant, cold, and indifferent spirit, and then they start flocking to others that are weak, and they get them a cold and indifferent spirit. And before you know it, you got a a clan, amen, of cold and indifferent people wanting to pull everybody out of church and out of services. I don't care. You look at me. I don't care. Ain't a bat in my eye, buddy. I ain't got much, but I got a backbone like a saw log. Cause God give it to me, and you ain't a in this preacher in the corner. I just tell you that right now. Hey. 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 People's always saying oh, I can't stand a thief. Well, you must be able to stand one, cause you let the devil take everything. Right. Hey. So he gradually wants to take your spouse. He gradually wants to take your children. He gradually wants to take your marriage. He gradually wants to take your joy. He gradually wants to take your life. And he gradually, I want you to listen to this preacher. Is everybody listening? He gradually wants to take your time. I don't feel any emphasis to emphasize on all those other five points but this one here. It's how the devil wants to gradually take all your time away. I've been here five years, and it seems like us as a church, we don't have time for nothing. Isn't it amazing, Brother Joel, how the devil will steal our time away? We don't have time to pray. There's people here that have not even prayed this week. We don't have time to read our Bible. We don't have time to witness to anybody. We don't have time. I wish the preacher would hurry. We got to get out of here. I don't have time to go to church. You'll have all the time you want when you die and go to hell without God. You won't never be on no schedule down there. I was reading a little sign in the doctor's office the other day, and it said, so you don't have time to exercise. And he said, just keep doing what you're doing. You'll have all the time you need to think about it. Right. So you don't have time for God. Right. Right. Hey, Pastor Brown's telling the truth. Right. If there's anything the devil's doing in this den, hour, people are busy doing absolutely nothing. Right. We don't have time for another meeting. We don't have time to go. We don't have time to go to church. We can barely make it to church on time. Right. Right. Somebody come pat me on the back because I know I'm preaching it right today. I'm sorry. Yes, we don't have time. Yes, sir. He gradually wants to take our time away. Right. Put this in our. Put this in our. Put this in our. Let's do more, let's do more, let's do more, let's do more. My theory right now, I want to do less, I want to do less because I want more time to where I can do the things I wished I'd done when I get older and I regret that I ain't served God, that I ain't done something for God, I ain't spent time with my kids, I ain't sat on the porch and enjoyed a little bit of life and the blessings of God in life. We have a rat race society that the devil keeps us busy and you won't even realize you're busy until you're dead. We're so busy anymore that it's hard to fit God in three times a week. I just ain't got time, Lord. You wouldn't have any time if it weren't for God giving you that time. You got to stop. The biggest battle I've I'm sorry, I got to preach, Amen. The biggest battle every day is not get up to take out time to read and to pray. I'll go to my study. There's the bills. There's missionary letters. Here's this phone calls I need to make, and I want to boy I'll get those done. And, I, and the Lord ever seek you first, the kingdom of God, and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So what about the next day? Same thing, same flesh, same battle. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His right and all this things that are you. You have to put God first. Did God make me? No, I willed it by my own free will to choose to put him first. He doesn't. So I going to tell you something, the devil gradually wants to take all your time. You ain't got time to be a daddy. You ain't got time to be a mama. You ain't got time to be parents. You ain't got time, you ain't got time for nothing. Oh, I know we're all squirming in our seats now. He does these things in such a way that you will not know they're gone until they're gone. Amen. 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 I may lose my voice after David and never preach again, so I'm going to give you everything I got. We don't even have time to get together and fellowship anymore. Well, ain't that the truth, amen? I remember when we first moved up here, we had four or five dinner engagements a week. Now we don't have time for it. And I'm not saying that any wrong way. Y'all know my heart. We just we just don't have time. Sometimes I, look, I say, what are we doing? The Bible says he came to steal real quickly, to kill. Do you know what that word kill in this passage means, Brother Tucker? It means to sacrifice. It means that the devil wants to use you and I and others to be his sacrifice. And what is a sacrifice? A sacrifice means to die that others may live. The devil wants us to die so he can live. Do you know how the devil is so predominant living now? Because all these other people that are sacrificing their lives to him, they're what is giving him life. I'm telling you something, the TV programs in our day are wicked. I went to the doctor's office the other day and they had stupid, 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 stupid. When I think the name of it, I'll quit saying stupid. Amen. What's those shows, them wicked shows on during the day? Soap operas, hallelujah. Brother Joel knows all about them. And I could not believe what my eyes were seeing. I mean, there's a naked lady in her lingerie in the doctor's office. I'm saying, my God. And it's wicked. Why is that? Because that sacrifice has given the devil life. Another homebusted has given him life. Another person getting out of church, laying out of church, that's given the devil life, amen. You wanna take his life from him? You wanna jerk the life out of his goose? Serve God. Leave the hangouts, leave the bars, leave the casinos, the ball games on Sunday, amen. I don't care anymore, let's give life to God and show up at church, amen. Man, I'm woo, 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 amen. Felt something from another world, amen. To kill means to die that others may live. The only reason the devil wants other people to die, because that's how he lives. Do you know why they took prayer to school? Because that sacrifice made him give him life. You want to take the Bible out of the church, it gives him life. You want to quit preaching, that gives him life. No, Webster said the word kill means to deprive of life and ease amen excuse me to deprive of life and to cease from action you know why he wants to kill those that try to serve him you know why he wants to kill because it gives God life amen those that are doing right amen the last thing is to destroy that word destroy means to put out of the way entirely he wants to just put us out of the way entirely it means this is this is amazing now listen to me Do you know what the word destroy means here? It means surrender useless. Do you know why the devil wants to destroy you? Do you know why it's to steal your family, your home, your children, your life, your time? You know why he wants to do that? Because he wants to render you. He wants to walk over at his chalkboard and look up there and look at your family and look at your life. I mean, these drug addicts hanging off of bar stools, popping up pills, wasting their life. He wants to walk over there by their name and just put useless and check useless beside them, amen. Thank God for saving you, brother Jacob. But the devil all those years before, brother, he could walk up to the board and just put useless, 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 amen. But now God saved you. You've got it all behind you. You're gonna serve God now, and it's in your heart, amen. Useful, useful. God walks over to his board, amen, redeemed by the blood. He puts a check and says, that's useful to me, amen. amen. Don't ever let the devil have an inch in your life because you are rendered useless. You are either useless or you are useful, amen. And so that word destroy means to render useless. It means to give over to eternal misery in hell. And that's what the devil, the intent is to never be of any value. Listen, that aspect of mind. the devil wants to add more to us, add more to us, add more to us to get us so preoccupied that we have no value to God. We are useless. No Webster said the word destroy means to demolish to pull down, to separate into parts in which together constitute a thing. It means literally, Brother Delmer, to tear it to pieces where it's of no value. It's sort of like taking a mirror and the devil wants to break it all to pieces where it's of no value of what it was intended to be. It means to annihilate. It means to cause to cease. It means to just put an end to you and me. Look what God says here. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more Abundantly. You say, preacher, what does that mean? That means God wants to give you the best of this world and the best of the world to come. Amen. And when I say that, I'm just not talking about material blessings, but I'm talking about spiritual blessings. Amen. Brother Rex, God never takes anything from us. He's always a giving us things even if God deals with us to rid us of things that are of this world, why does he rid us of those things? So he can replace them with what it should be.